All right, we are live with another episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. We are going to talk about fuel taxes tonight. Uh, This is probably what I'm going to consider the most misunderstood topic uh, when it comes to being an owner-operator. I was taught wrong, and then I did it about half right. Um, But, you know, I was getting bad information from what should have been good sources. So um, before we get into it, like, why don't you give a little background on how you came to understand this and, you know, because you came in into the industry not knowing anything about any of this stuff. So what was it like when you first started? <laughs> Good on much. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it, it I, I learned it at, at the CMC. I mean, I learned, I listened to Kevin and, and then eventually we went into it in depth, um, at the CMC, spent a lot of time on it, and um, you know, it, it it's one of those deals where, when you get it, you know, the light goes off, and and then you understand it, you know. But there's so much misinformation, and this is such a opinionated topic, and people will, you know, they'll fight to death, they're thinking that they're right, you know. But uh, unfortunately, most people are wrong. I found out, so. Um, and, and and again, once you understand it, it it's it, it's it's not difficult by any means. It's just it, it, but the way it's collected confuses most people because it's collected at the time that you're buying fuel, so it appears to be a sales tax, and it's not. And I'm sure we're going to get into that, but that's you know, and and you know, not having a lot of preconceived ideas when I came in the industry. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't. I was I was I was willing to listen to, to to anybody that made sense, and he's the only one that made sense to me. So everybody else had all these strategies, but they're just like opinions. Everybody's got a couple of them, and you know. But yeah. don't confuse opinion with facts or or opinions with science and things like that. So, you know, we we look at it now for strictly from a number standpoint, and opinion has nothing to do with it. So, and you may not agree with us, but that doesn't mean that you're right. And, and you know we can we can we can take math and make ours work okay so and that's what convinced me yeah well when i when i first got into it um i think it was another driver that uh that told me uh, or started tell, talking to me about it um but it was well just buy it in all the the high tax states and and they kind of explained that version of of buying fuel based on and, fuel tax, and, we'll that's a, and that's a strategy. Yeah, and 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 if you just to give you a little background to people that haven't listened to our podcast, but when I came to Landstar because I brought a truck here and a driver, and I wasn't coming to Landstar as an as an operator at that time, I was coming as an owner. I sat through orientation and had and had them teach me, and at that time. There, the orientation person had left, and there was nobody there. So the field rep, and I won't name, name any names, but he'd been been a driver for a long time, was teaching this this port this orientation, and um, and it wasn't just him because the slideshow comes from corporate, but the slideshow taught that. I mean, the strategy was buy it in high fuel tax tax states, so you'll have a credit. And we'll apply that credit to your base plate so that you don't owe money on your base plate. That was the strategy that Landstar taught in 2012 when I came to Landstar as an owner. And I told, I reached over and told my driver, I said, Charlie, ignore everything you're hearing here. Just just read a book because this is not true and it's not how we're going to do it. And so I was, I was honestly, I was, I was quite appalled that um that that's how landstar taught and i won't get into that but there's also some other strategies that they were teaching at the time about how to figure your um whether or not your truck was profitable and some strange accounting that they were teaching at the time since then they've changed um since then i they i think they've also modified their fuel tax presentation somewhat but it's still with the advent of their app Maybe they're starting to embrace it now. I'm not sure. I haven't been orientation yeah. for a little while. So, but the well, app changed everything at Landstar. So, well, I'm reminded of, of 20 years ago when I was driving as an employee for a small fleet leased the U.S. Express that were um, making 85 cents a mile loading and empty. And I asked him, "I'm like, how do you do it?" And he said, "Son, there's pennies all over the ground. You just got to reach up, reach down, and pick them up." 
Exactly. So the reason that, you know, we're going to teach here in this video what we teach our drivers. Um, And the reason that we do it the way we do it is because it is the maximum uh, profit strategy. And profit is what we're here for. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, like the they just bought in higher tax states. Well, that's that can solve one of the issues, but it could cause you to pay more for the fuel. And that's that's what we're here to do is get the cheapest fuel that we can get. That's our biggest cost next to the driver. Hmm. And so any strategies that we can employ to lower cost is 100% in our pockets. So, uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and bring up the presentation. And All right. we will start talking about <clears throat> fuel tax. So, uh, you know, first we kind of fundamentally have to talk about what it is. Um, fuel tax is, uh, you know, what pays for the roads, so they say. I don't necessarily believe that, but that's what they tell us. The fuel tax is paying for the roads, and, you know, you have to have some historical context of back in um, in the days before the international fuel tax agreement you would have to stop and buy fuel in every state in order to pay that state for the amount of fuel that you burned while you were in their state and i remember you know being a kid i was born in 76 and and i can remember the trucks remember thinking as a kid why do they have all those license plates on the front of the trucks and that was because Every state sold you a license plate and bingo cards, and you had to have all this stuff. You had to make these calculations and stop in every state because you had to buy enough fuel in that state to pay for the fuel that you were going to burn while you were there. So, uh, miraculously, uh, one of the only things that government has ever done that did not make something worse, uh, <laughs> they came up with the International Fuel Tax Agreement. Um, in, in, inter, yeah, yeah, interstate fuel tax agreement. It's international. International. You're right. You're right. You're right. Canada. Um, Yeah. The International Fuel Tax Agreement, which covers um, uh, Canada and the United States and Mexico, I think. But I know Canada and and the United States. And that created a system where when you buy fuel, you would pay into uh, the pool, and then you would file an IFTA return quarterly, and you would track your mileage and the amount of fuel that you bought, and there were calculations that would be made, and then the fuel taxes would be paid to each state, and then we wouldn't have to have 16 license plates on the front of our trucks and all this other nonsense. So it actually was better. So let's let's see, let's go to the next slide. You take this one. Well, as you know, fuel is the most is the number one cost that we have in trucking, um, and so anything we can do to lower fuel cost. Um, you know, it is a great strategy because, again, that's our number one expense. Well, fuel tax is 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 part of your cost of fuel. So if we can if we can lower the fuel tax or avoid the fuel tax, it is a it is a is a cost saving strategy, and that's what um, that's what's so confusing about this is because if you misunderstand it, you're missing the boat on some of the some of the, the the cost savings of it it's very difficult to to avoid fuel taxes the only way you can avoid it is is to avoid driving in a, in a particular state where the taxes is high and, that, and that's really not reasonable or feasible but if you can uh, improve your fuel mileage and uh, lower the cost of the fuel that you're buying then you, you can affect your fuel cost um, by using the strategy and again, remember, fuel is our number one expense. So it's the thing that we it's it's the low hanging fruit that we can attack, and uh, make a big impact. And really, with not a lot of effort, most of the things we're talking about are just understanding and making the right decisions. Yeah. So here's your uh, slide again, explaining exactly what fuel tax is, and you know it, it's just it's just an agreement between all the states that they'll they'll cooperate with each other and and they will they will um basically pass the the money back and forth to each state so that you don't have to as a driver keep up with it 
So it doesn't matter where you fuel, doesn't matter where you drive. Uh, IFTA will collect the tax from you, and they will apportion it out to the proper state or authority on your behalf. And if you underpaid, they'll that you'll you'll pay you'll pay more when you when you file that that report. If you overpaid, then you'll get a refund. So it's um and it's all done by one government agency, which is miraculous, and uh, <laughs> and you don't have to have to screw with it, you know. So, um, let's see here. Uh, as a, as an operator carrier, uh, you 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 have this license and and this permit that you have, and you you everybody knows about the two decals that you have to put on your vehicle every year. Um, that is your is your is your license that 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 shows you're participating in the program and uh and then it's up to you to file this uh fuel tax report quarterly um now again if you've got your own authority this is up to you you know prior to ELDs this could be a little bit of a pain in the butt because you had to keep track of how many miles you drove in each state Yep. Now, some of the GPSs would do it. You know, they would keep up with for you. And, of course, now the ELDs will do it automatically. So um, it's gotten easier with the ELD. But I remember seeing guys with a, with a grease pen, and they, as they hit the state line, they'd write the mileage on the side window, you know. So at yep. the end of the day, they knew how many miles they'd driven in each state, you know. So it, it's gone from that, you know, basic elementary, you know, method to now it, it's, it's done for us. And all we have to do is run a report you know, out of either your GPS or your ELD, you know. Um, and so this this quarterly tax report is just kind of like your, your your income tax you, you file every year. You're going you're gonna to figure out what your tax is uh, based on the miles you've driven in each state and the, and the amount of fuel you've bought in that state. And you're either going to owe or you're not, or you're not. I mean, it's very, very unlikely that you're going to, be exactly zero. That's that's very very hard to do, right? Um, and then all that's figured up. And if you've driven driven in seven states that particular quarter, then you're going to have seven different numbers there. And it, and at the bottom line is you're either going to owe money or not. And um, um, because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take all the purchases that you made in each state compared to the number of miles you drove in each state, and it's just a mathematical uh, problem at that point in time. And and it's just okay. You, here's the number of miles that you drove. Here's the amount of fuel that you bought. Here's what you didn't buy enough of. Here's where you bought too much of. Here's what you owe, kind of a thing. Um, here's where it gets a little bit uh, controversial, or or maybe not controversial, but here's where a lot of people don't exactly. Here's where a lot of people don't understand because we pay it at the time we buy fuel, which is only a convenience. Okay, and I'm going to give you an analogy in a minute about payroll tax because that's the best analogy I know of because everybody can understand this. But the the tax itself, it has nothing to do with how much fuel you buy, even though it's it's assessed at the time you're buying fuel and you're paying for so many gallons times the cents per mile or cents per gallon. It appears as though you're paying a tax on what you're buying. But that's just a convenient collection method. The government does not like to spend money. They, they, would, they would prefer that other people collect their money for them. As an employer, I will tell you that I have to hold, withhold money on every one of my employees every week. I get paid zero for doing it, but I'm required to collect it for the government. Well, if you're selling diesel fuel in this country, you're required to charge this Fuel tax, you know, it's not an option. You can't opt out and go, well, I'm not going to participate. You just can't do it. So when you buy 20 gallons of, of diesel, you're, you're going to pay tax on 20 gallons of diesel times whatever the tax per gallon is in the state you're buying it. But that's where it gets confusing because it's not on what you bought, even though you paid it based on what you bought. It's actually based on how much you consume in that state, how many gallons of fuel you consumed in that state. And they go, well, how in the hell do you know that? Well, you're going to tell them because you're going to report how many miles you drove in that state. And you've got, you got fuel purchases for all the fuel you bought. That now is public knowledge. And so it's just a matter of going, okay, you, you drove X number of miles based on what you bought. Again, it's just like figuring the fuel mileage on your truck. 
we're going to divide the number of miles and the number of gallons, and, we, and here's, your, here's your miles per gallon, and here's how many miles you drove, so this is how much fuel you consumed. So here's the tax on what you consumed. Now, here's where it gets, here's, here, here's where I try to use an analogy to, to make it a little better to understand. Everybody understands if you've got a job and you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting a W-2 at the end of the year and, and, and your, your taxes are withheld. You know, a lot of you guys are owner operators and, and this doesn't apply to you. But back when you worked for somebody else in high school, when you worked for Walmart or, or, or McDonald's and you got your check at the end of the week and you go, damn, where'd all the money go that I made? Well, here's where it went. It's when the, your employer had to withhold it and send it into the government on your behalf. Now. Uh, let's go through that. That what that withholding amount was was not your tax. It was only a deposit against your tax. H and R Block figured out your tax on April the fifteenth, and then you just looked back and said, "Okay, here's what I paid in through payroll withholding all year long." So we're going to credit that to what my tax is that you just told me H and R Block, and now either I owe or I don't. Just like on IFTA reporting, okay, all the money that you paid when you were buying fuel is just credited to your account. And then when you figure what your tax is on this return that you do quarterly, then you either paid enough, you didn't pay enough, you either owe or you don't. So if you'll think about it like that, think about when you buying fuel and you're paying that fuel tax at the pump, that's just, you're discrediting your account and it doesn't really matter where you're buying it because IFTA will sort it out. You know, yep. if if you don't have to worry about stopping at the Illinois state line and buying a bunch before you leave, that you don't have to do that anymore because no matter where you buy it, the money's going to go all to your account. And when you file that report and you decide how many miles you drove in each state, they're going to spread it out and cover what they need to. And at the end of the day, you're going to either have you're either owe or not. So it's just exactly like filing your income tax on April 15th. You're not writing a check for the entire amount, or at least I hope you're not. You're, you're just writing a check for what you didn't pay in, what you didn't prepay in in your, in your weekly withholding. Or if you paid too much, which, again, is a strategy that a lot of people use because they can't save money. So they let the government save money for them with no interest, and they get a refund back on April 15th. And everybody goes and spends it buying a check couch or a TV, you know. Yep. So that's uh, that's how this works, you know. Now, if you want to get yourself a refund, keep on buying your uh, your fuel in high tax states, and you'll get a refund. But we're going to show you how stupid that is because that's affecting the cost of your fuel. But that's a strategy, and that's a strategy that Landstar taught in 2012, 2013, whenever I was bringing trucks here. And so, um, which surprised me. So fuel taxes are collected at the pump. If the returns are filed quarterly, now if you if you're at Landstar, Landstar does this monthly, okay, but if it only requires it quarterly, just so to clarify. But it, but Landstar does do it on a monthly basis, which is fine; it doesn't really matter. The only way to avoid fuel tax is to not drive in that state, and that's kind of stupid. Now you can decide that I'm not going to drive up in the east, and then that's fine. But you know, there's if you go through Illinois, you're going to pay a high fuel tax. You know, so it's not just avoiding a certain area. It's pretty hard to avoid states that have high fuel tax. And you're going to find out it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect anything. It might make you spend a little more money at that purchase because obviously the price of that fuel is higher because the tax is in there. But but again, that is you're just you're just overpaying for all the other states that you're underpaying in. It doesn't really matter. It all comes out in the wash. It does not really matter. So and if you're buying fuel based on how much it costs you um, how can I say this? If you're letting that affect the way you're buying fuel, you're overpaying for the fuel anyway, and we'll explain right. that to you. Okay? Right. So, so um, we're restating here, if a truck is operating in a state, that truck owes that, ta- that, tax, that state tax for every gallon that they burned in the state, not how much they bought in that state. It's important that you understand that part of it because until you do, you'll never understand how IFTA works. But the basic premise here is you have to understand that it is only a tax on how much fuel you consume. It's a consumption tax, not a sales tax. And that's really, really confusing because you're paying it at the time of a sale. But understand, you're really not paying tax. 
you're just paying into your account. You're crediting into, you're withholding into your account forcibly. I'll give you that. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and you'll reconcile when you do the IFTA tax return quarterly. Now, this is an old chart, but it, it's the best one we could find. But this is an example of how drastically different fuel taxes are from state to state to state. Now, let me advise you, do not go by these charts because some of these states change every few months. Yep. So there is a guy on Landstar, um, what's his name? He's got that group, uh, Landstar Helping Landstar. He has an app that he keeps up. What's his name, Chris? You remember? Um, um, oh, oh, yeah, I don't. I can't remember. Um, go to Facebook and look at Landstar Helping Landstar. Whoever the, the guy is that runs that thing, he has an app that he'll give you. And he does a really, really good job of keeping it up to date. And it's free. Um, and uh, so if you want to know what the fuel... Now, if you're at Landstar, we're going to give you an app in anyway here in a few minutes. It won't really matter. But if you're just curious what states are what, looking at this one right now, and this is in 2018. It's just changed a lot. But you'll see Pennsylvania is 74 cents. In, uh, Indiana's 48. Illinois is 34. That's changed. That's now about 49. So you can, you know, you can see the states that are typically higher than others and not. But again, it doesn't really, really matter. It's, it doesn't really matter. It only matters if you, if you have to figure out, when you're doing the computation for how to buy fuel, which we're going to teach you here, and you don't have the app, it's important to know this. But yeah. if you're going to use the Landstar 1 app, it will do this for you. But yeah. again, I if put, you're... Go ahead. Sorry. I put the IFTA website up on the screen and in the comments. Okay. www.iftach.org. Okay. That's where you can go to see the <clears throat> basically real time. They keep it updated. That's the official site where they keep it updated okay. where you can see it. And this color legend here, you can see the red states are the ones that are highest. So if you if you were trying to use that that uh, strategy of buying fuel in the high states, there they are. Okay, knock yourself out. But uh, you're going to learn if you if you pay attention here. We're going to teach you how that really, really doesn't matter at all. And two two caveats on that. Go back to that for just a second. If you look at the bottom left there, there are states that also have a mileage tax. Yeah. Some of them call it an ad valorem tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then anytime you're on a toll road, you're not paying fuel tax. The toll toll mileage toll yeah toll mileage is exempt, and it's not calculated into your IFTA. Right. That makes the toll such a great deal, by the way. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's another good thing about having your GPS or your, your ELD. Well, even your GPS will do it. It, it. You can exempt, you can identify toll miles and deduct it from your, from your um, IFTA return. Toll miles are not taxed. So, all right. Um, well, I think we already talked about this. Yeah. Um, it's the analogy I use where IFTA and, and your and your income tax are the same in that you're prepaying, you know, for the you're depositing into your account. That's not exactly what your tax is. Again, the withholding that McDonald's keeps from your check when you work there in high school is not your tax. Your tax is determined by you and HR block on April the fifteenth. This is just money that's credited to that. And that's exactly how IFTA is. This is not a tax. It's only a tax after you figure out what you owe them, and then you apply that money to the tax. And either you overpaid or you underpaid. That's all there is to it. So I think we talked about this. Now, here's where we want to kind of – here's a split in the road here, okay? Yeah. When you're – when, when you're we're going to switch over now. You have to understand IFTA to understand our fuel purchasing strategy because – IFTA can be smoke and mirrors if you don't. And so we're going to shift gears here and talk about a different strategy, and that is how to buy fuel. And, and our, our premise is that we want to buy fuel based strictly on the cost of the fuel. We don't want to worry about what the tax is because we've already decided that we can't really affect that. The only way we can change that is to improve our fuel mileage on our vehicle because the better our fuel mileage is, the lower our, 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 or the lower our tax is going to be because it's based on consumption, okay? Or you've got to stay away from a state. So yeah. that's what we're trying to do here. So we want you to understand that when you're looking at buying fuel, fuel tax should not have anything to do with your determining where that's going to be. Um, is that our last slide? It is. 
Okay. So um, can I unshare then? Yep. All right. So um, so here's what we're trying to here's here's what we're trying to to, to teach you here. Okay. Um, we want to buy fuel based on the cost of the fuel alone. Everything else doesn't really matter. Um, and uh, before we had the app that Landstar gave us, a, a, I don't know, a year or so ago, yeah, we had that. another little thing that we used. It basically would just, it looked at all the fuel stops every day, and it gave you a, um, a report based on your route, uh, where the fuel was, the prices of the fuel all along your route that day. I forget what it was called, Chris. What was it called? Fine fuel stops. Fine fuel stops. So that was, and again, that's free. And that's what we used to use. And we could look at our our route that we're going to drive this day. And we could put in where we are and where we're going. And it would give us a little, it would, it would find a route. And it would uh, show us, it, it would give us a chart of all the fuel stops in order from highest to lowest. And then you had an option where you could uncheck the the state fuel tax, and it would resort then with the fuel tax out. And that's why we use that app. It looks like Chris is going to ex- yeah. give an example here. So, Chris, go from, I don't know, go from Indianapolis to Atlanta or something, and just let's just show how this works. Again, we're not, we get nothing out of this, by, by the way. This is just an app that I found a long time ago. And it's really not an app; it's just a website. It's not an app, so um, but uh, it, it's very effective in uh, in showing you what it, it it just does the computation for you because it knows what the state taxes are in each state. Now there is one caveat on this: for some reason, the state of Indiana has made it unlawful for fuel stops to report the price of their fuel without the tax in it. So Indiana is the outlier here. You have to do the computation in Indiana on your own. That's why I had him put Indianapolis in there as an example, because uh, we always taught that you have to you have to know the Indiana tax and do that deduction yourself. But every other state will show it to you um, uh, without the uh, without the yeah. fuel tax in there. Now it's been a few years. It's been a couple of years since we've used this because we've been using the Landstar app. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a little box right there you, that you want to, a little drop-down box. You want to choose cost less tax. And then it will um, it will give you this list here. And now, hopefully, uh, Indiana has changed, and they'll participate now. But I don't know that. We'll see here in a second. It's not um, wanting to. It's, it keeps refreshing. I don't know. Okay. Like well, anyway, it would give you a list here of all the fuel stops and in, in, in order of price. So you could find the cheapest one, and it's already taken the fuel tax out for you. So anyway, you can play with this. There are probably others. I think there, Pro Miles has, has one I think you can, you can sign up for. And, uh, but the, the idea here is you find an easy way to uh, have, have, have a way of, of removing the state tax from the pot price of the fuel. Now, if you're at Landstar, the Landstar 1 app, does it now? You have to check it. There's a there's a box there. You have to check off. Also, if you if you use the Landstar One app, you can also check off for it to remove the Landstar discount. It knows what the discount is, even in all these convoluted TAs and Petros. Okay, so that's what really makes it good because even with the other um, website we just showed you, um, you know, you you, you it, it still was hard to find the TA Petro prices because you had to yeah. call in. And, uh, and and get the, the cost plus price because you know if, if, even if you're leased or if you're uh, uh, and if you have your own authority you're going to have some kind of fuel card program you're going to have some kind of discount so there's right. going to be some way to ascertain what the price of the fuel is right but knowing <clears throat> take the discount out for a second set it to the side because everybody's getting some kind of discount some are better than others you have to take the price subtract the tax that's your cost of fuel period right. Your cost of fuel is after the tax. So if the fuel costs $3 and the tax is $0.50, cents, then your actual cost of diesel fuel is $2.50. Right. That's what you have to focus on. Right. Where you get into trouble, and this is what got me in trouble, I was going to Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey 
Connecticut every week for a year and a half, and I got clobbered uh, on one of my settlements by a big fuel tax bill, and I called Landstar, and I'm like, what the hell? You know, big, big number. Well, turns out what was happening, I was driving a lot of miles in Pennsylvania at 60-some cents a, uh, a gallon at that time, and I was buying all my fuel in New Jersey at 17 cents. Mm. Um, <clears throat> now, I didn't know at that time to really look and see that the fuel may have actually been cheaper in Pennsylvania, but I thought because the number looked different that I was getting a better deal by fueling in New Jersey. And so I was not paying enough in I was only paying 17 cents in. Then I was going through New York and Pennsylvania where the tax was 40 and 64 or something. So I was not putting enough money in the bucket. And when it came time to empty out the bucket, there wasn't enough money there. And Big so hole in the bucket. To, yeah. yeah. So I had, to, I had to take it out of my settlement to cover what mm-hmm. I didn't pay in. Right. And I didn't understand that. Now, now I've learned to look. I can look at say the TA in Kingsville, Ohio on I-90, and I can look at the TA in Erie. And a lot of times the TA in Erie, where the fuel tax is almost double, is actually getting me cheaper fuel. But that's what's confusing because at the time you're actually paying for it, because you're paying so much for the tax, it makes it look like the fuel is more expensive. But in reality, it's not. The fuel was cheaper there because the tax made it look more expensive. And that's the point we're trying to make. If you let the fuel tax affect your decision, you're going to end up paying too much for fuel. Because many, many times, the only reason the fuel is more expensive is because of the fuel tax. If you take the tax out, the cost of the fuel itself is a lot cheaper, even if it's in a higher tax state. And understand, the tax is not its not on the fuel you're buying. You're just prepaying what you owe when you – so if you bought everything in Pennsylvania, okay, and, and, and you, ju- you just overpaid on your IFTA return, you're going to get that money back. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, really matter. So and, – and it, and it confuses you and it makes fuel look more expensive than it is. So the best way to deal with it, and oh, by the way, this works in, there, there's very few things in life you can say this always works. Well, this is one of them. Even in Oregon where there's no fuel tax, this strategy still works. It doesn't matter. I need to look and see if they changed that. They talked about changing that a year or two ago. Uh, well. But I don't know if they have or not. They're not in charge anymore. you got to go down and ask those guys down there. What's it called? Chapo or whatever? You got you got you got to go down and see what they're what they what they're allowing right. them to do. Yeah, they, okay, they're running the show now, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, so, so just for the sake of argument, I mean, let's imagine just for a second that you're running a dedicated run every day from Dallas to Houston and back, and you're never leaving the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. But no problem. You're you're burning every gallon that you're buying in the state of Texas. Right. So it's a wash, and it's, it's a low it's, tax state on top of that. Yeah, I mean it's zero. You're 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 paying everything. It the 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 problem and the convenience comes when you're running in multiple states so that you're paying in all the time and then you do this return every quarter and the, the all the math is calculated out and this person gets paid what they owe and um if the uh you know, I don't know who actually holds the money but IFTA takes the money in, and then it divvies it out to the states. Right. So forget the tax. Look at the cost of a gallon of diesel, okay? And now here's the other thing that we teach. Fuel is an inventory, okay? Um, you know, you, you can go to Costco and you can buy a case of toilet paper, or you can go to a convenience store and buy a roll of toilet paper. And you spend about the same amount of money. It's just one of them, you get a hell of a lot more for it of it than you do with the other. Okay? Right. Toilet paper is a real bad example. Right? It is. It, it is. It. it is. We'll use milk, okay? So, <laughs> there you go. Um, but, you know, the reason you go to Sam's Club or Costco is because you want an inventory of it. It's cheap, and I'm going to stock up on it. That way, if I need to wipe my ass, I don't have to worry about going to convenient and buying, you know, paying eight dollars for one of them. Okay, so fuel is the same way; it's just an inventory. So, 
you know, we teach our people, don't buy fuel when you're empty because you have no control over what it costs there. you got to buy wherever right. you happen to be. And earlier in the day, you drove right by Jeffersonville, Ohio, and you passed up buying at the TA there for a third of what you were going to pay down the road, you know. So I'm being a little facetious there, but, but the idea is that if you're not looking every morning at where you're going, if you're not looking at what the fuel costs, and it's easy to do, if you're at Landstar, it's the Landstar One app. If you're not at Landstar, use that thing we just gave you or, or, or sign up for ProMiles. It, that information is easily attainable, all right? And it's just like a pre-trip or it's just like trip planning, okay? Fuel is your number one expense. And controlling it usually is just a decision. <laughs> it's, there's nothing hard about going, oh, let me buy fuel here today instead of down here when I need it, you know. So it's just making a business decision about, you know, and, 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 and understand this, okay? It seems like it's not that much, a few pennies. Let me give an example of something. Landstar just put out something this past week. I, I put it out to my guys. They saved $54 million in discounts in the past year for BCOs. So we got 10,000 BCOs. I figured it up. That's about $5,400 per BCO that they got as a discount from Landstar, which is mm -hmm. great, which is great. Well, I figured – go ahead. So there are a lot of people – probably watching this, going, well, I'm just going, I'm not going to worry about all that. I'm going to buy it all in the high-tech state, and it's going to work out. Yeah, you're probably right, okay? But what we're talking about here, go back to what I said before. Son, there's pennies all over the ground. All you got to do is reach down and pick them up, all right? At 125,000 miles a year, a nickel a gallon, uh, uh, six mile a gallon, is $1,000. Why do you want to give... TA Petro and Pilot Flying J, $1,000 of your money when all you got to do is do a simple calculation, get do a Google search, have the information there, and save $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000, whatever the number is. But that's money in your pocket. Don't give these truck stops money that they don't need. You'll, 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 the money you'll, for you. you'll go in and complain about what it costs to buy a hot dog, but you'll go out there on the fuel aisle and just bend over, you know. It, it makes no sense. You I know, had a guy in a Landstar group this week crying to boycott TA because he don't like reserve parking. And people are in the comments going, yeah, but you realize TA Petro with the Landstar discount is much, much cheaper. And he's like, no, it's not. Right. Don't confuse uh, with the facts. Okay, okay buddy. Even, even going back to your strategy of buying at the high tax state, that, that, that will probably be okay in terms of your 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 if the thing because you're right. going to get that money back but if that if if buying in a high tax state is camouflaging the fact that you're paying more for the actual gallon of fuel that's where you're screwing up okay that's yeah. where you're leaving money on the table and and there again fuel, you know we average about fifty thousand dollars a year per truck in fuel okay it, you know, ten percent is a it, it helps dad a lot. Okay, so you know it, it's we 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 preach this. We preach because we're look we're teaching people how to go into business. All right, you don't you don't just you don't just purposely overpay for stuff in business. That's stupid. You know, and 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 if if you're not paying attention to what fuel costs, or if you don't care that it's a few pennies more per gallon, then that's stupid. Okay, and and deciding to go into business is a decision. Staying in business is a skill set, and making stupid yep. decisions does not support that skill set that's going to keep you in business. And oh, by the way, did you know that fuel is, is your number one cost, number one expense? Do you know that all you have to do to to, to to change that is change where you buy it, and oh, by the way, change how much of it you use? Because if you're getting five and a half miles per gallon, you need to be doing something to you or your truck to get that up to six or seven or eight because one mile per gallon at a hundred thousand miles a year is five thousand dollars okay two miles per gallon is fifteen thousand dollars okay so i don't know about you but i don't really care to give that money to pilot flying j and ta if i don't have to and i don't have to you know and remember if you're getting seven miles to the gallon versus five you're paying for the fuel that you burn. So, if you want to lower your tax liability, get better fuel mileage, and you'll pay less tax. There you go. 
So it's it's not just about you know getting better fuel mileage to keep um, to keep the money for yourself, but you're affecting how much tax you're paying because you're changing the amount of fuel you're burning in a state. Um, you know, I, just this week I pulled up the Landstar One app. I was getting ready to. Uh, I had one place picked out to get fuel because I was going to stop there and get dinner, and I just happened to check, and it was a fifteen cent per gallon difference. And I went, oh man, I need to stop at this TA right here because if I stop at that next one, it's fifteen cents a gallon, and then that that fuel hog that I'm driving now uh, that makes a difference. And and again, knowledge is power. If you didn't check, you wouldn't have known. If you're just fueling because you like that particular truck stop and you haven't checked the other ones, that just doesn't make sense. This is business, okay? It's hard to stay in business. You can't stay in business if you waste money. Dave Ramsey calls it stupid tax, okay? And, and you know, why? You know, I, I was in the car business a long time ago. And I was in business to, what I did was I went in and I consulted with dealers on how to improve the performance of their service and parts and body shops, okay, the back end, what they call the back end. And I had always had a hard time making dealers understand that that back end back there, particularly the parts department, okay. So the, 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 the one thing that worked for me one time was this old boy in Richmond, Kentucky, good old boy, was a dealer, okay. I said, Glenn, Let's go back and because he had his parts department was Grand Central Station. Anybody could come and go. There's no locks on anything. You just went in there and got. I said, Glenn, you're losing thousands of dollars a year out of that parts department. I said, okay, well let's do this, okay? So the average part on that shelf in that whole parts department, you had 150,000 dollars inventory. I said the average part back there is probably twenty five dollars, okay? So you go to the bank and you get that hundred fifty thousand dollars out in twenty dollar bills. And let's me and you go through that parts department. Let's lay a $20 bill in every one of those little slots where those parts are. And then you let it run the way it's running right now and see how much of that's there tomorrow. Hell no, I'm not doing that. It made, me, it made him understand that you can't just not pay attention. You know, you're, lo- you're, 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 lo- you're, you're losing money and not understanding why. And all it is is accountability. All it is is making the right decision. This is not any different, okay? Buying fuel, it, it seems so simple. I'm just going to buy it this afternoon when I stop, and, you know, I'm going to eat and buy fuel. And, 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 but what if you just paid 25 cents more per gallon on that fuel than you could have fueled up at your 30-minute break down the road and saved all that money? And, and you do this every day, you know, it it it's very easy for this to account to account for about five thousand dollars. It's not very hard. When I'm working with guys on fuel mileage and they're getting five miles per gallon, I can get them up to six and a half or seven. We're talking about fifteen thousand dollars a year. You know, now fuel's cheap right now. Wait till it gets back to four dollars a gallon, and we'll have this conversation. Okay, and it will. So, um, you know, it it's it's it doesn't make sense to spend money for something you don't need to. And you don't need to with fuel if you just understand how to buy it. And you got to understand the IFTA because you got to understand that it doesn't affect anything. That's why we talked about IFTA first. Because if you don't understand that, you won't understand the rest of the strategy. But buy your fuel at the cheapest price that you can pay for the fuel. Now, now there's there's a there's a couple of caveats there. You look at this app and you're going to come up with Joe Schmuck's you know truck stop is one penny cheaper. And you look over there and you go, well, Joe Schmuck hadn't told 100 gallons of fuel in 38 years, okay? You probably don't want to go there, okay? Find the next closest one that's a penny more, but they go through enough fuel every day or every week that you're not going to get crap. But that being, you know, that aside, so much of this is just, is just you know, that, that, that I don't use Love's fuel because it, um, it don't get, I don't get good enough fuel mileage on that. That's all just bullshit. Uh, Chris has got a good friend that delivers fuel, and he'll tell you that he doesn't. He delivers the same fuel every place he goes. Okay, there's not a different additive package at one over another. Fuel's fuel. Okay. Yeah. So uh, don't I, I don't buy into that. All right. I've never I never had a truck get you know, get better or worse fuel mileage based on where I bought fuel. All right. At least not not enough to make a difference. If that is true, I can't prove it. Can't prove it one way or another. But it doesn't matter. I don't have to prove it, you know. 
uh, going back to this deal, Landstar drivers saved about $5,400 this year on average with Landstar discounts. I looked at our trucks. Our trucks saved on an average of $12,000 in the past year on fuel discounts. So um, thank you, Landstar. But we also did a better job of buying fuel. Uh, our fuel cost is in the low 20s, 20% of gross, in, gross revenue. Most people are in the 30s. So it's uh, it has a big effect on your bottom line, a huge effect on your bottom line. And it's, by the way, did I tell you it was the number one cost to run the truck fuel? So yeah. it might be a good idea to address that. You know, it might be a good idea to, to, to try to tackle that because that one's easy. Okay? That one's easy. All you got to do is slow down, get better fuel mileage, improve on the the fuel mileage of your on your truck, you know, next time you go buy tires, pay attention to what you're buying. You know, don't just buy the cheapest tires. Buy the tires to get you the best fuel mileage, you know. Um, we got about 60 things we can teach you, and we will, on uh, on how to improve your fuel mileage. And uh, that might be our next thing, Chris. I don't know. But yeah. uh, but these are these are ways to lower that fuel cost, your number one cost of doing business, and put that money back in your pocket. Instead of um, Pilot Flying J, TA Petro, well, all, any, I don't, all of them. Well, we, we tell every person that comes to drive here, we say, this only works if you drive the truck like it's your own. Right. Now, that's hard to do because it, it's, it's, it's really impossible for you to feel the, the responsibility if you don't literally own the truck. Right. Um, and we had, uh, what was it, this week, I think, you know, a guy took a route, made a choice, then calls me and says, what do you think of this route? And I'm like, <laughs> you took the most expensive route, you know? Right. And he's like, well, how do I know about the tolls and stuff? And I'm like, it's online. Like, it's all online. It's just Google, just a Google search, you know? Um, but he's never had to make that decision before. Right, you right. Know? And, but but the 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 one concrete fact is if he owned that truck he would have he would have put more effort into that you know and that's part of the reprogramming that we have to do we bring you in here and we have to unplug your company driver brain and rewire it and plug it back in as an owner operator brain because you don't think of that first but if you were paying the bill you squeeze that throttle a little bit less you know you you'll you'll drive that extra 15 miles to avoid that toll road if it's you know if it works out but it's um, well, again, that's part of that skill set of staying in business. You might not, but you know you're you're going to be less profitable than the people that are. And when the pandemic hits again and everything shuts down, you'll be the one going home, and the other ones will still be out running. Yeah. Did I tell you that fuel is the number one cost to run a truck? Did I mention that? I believe you mentioned. I, that. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I did or not. But yeah. You know, if you can cut that cost, man. If you can go from thirty percent to twenty percent. Gross revenue in fuel, big deal. Yeah, not hard to do, but you just got to make the right decisions. You got to take the time to do the research. How long does it take you to figure out where to buy fuel every day, Chris? How long oh, does it take to figure that out? Seconds. There you go. You know, and, and of course, once you start looking at it this way, it's a whole lot easier because you you start to learn that nine times out of ten, TA in Jeffersonville is going to be cheaper. But I'm going to just check, double you know? check, I'm gonna double yeah. check, make sure. Yeah. So I've got some comments here we can okay. roll through. Uh, my man. Taxation is theft. Here, here. Somebody there you Q, go. Q Ron Paul. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's one. But it's uh, going for the roads, though. You know, it's, I mean, come on, you know. They don't take that money out and use it in the general fund. That goes for the roads. Come on. Right, sure it is. Uh, Kenneth. You say that if the tax is based on the amount of fuel you burn in each state, is this based on a standard fuel burn? If so, is this computated no. a state no, by state? No, it's based federal? on your truck, okay? Yeah, so This is why we say you've got to improve your fuel mileage because it's just a math problem. You know how much fuel you bought, okay, because it's it's a record, okay? You've got a fuel receipt, all right? You've got the purchases, all right? And then you're going to report to the state how many miles you drove. That's just a math problem. All right. So, no, it's not standard. It's based on your truck. So if you improve your fuel mileage, you'll lower your fuel tax. Just that simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this is three months worth of fuel, you know. So three months, let's say you burned. If you're, uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Let's say right. uh, 
5,000 gallons, you know, just pulling a number out of the air. Uh, you burn 5,000 gallons of fuel, or you purchased 5,000 gallons of fuel, um, and you drove X number of miles, you know, and you divide the number of miles you drove in that quarter divided by the gallons that you bought in that quarter. That's your fuel mileage. Per state. Per state. Per state. But the so. same fuel mileage for the whole return is going It's not, you know, it's not, oh, well, I had a heavy load today and a light load yesterday. It's in that period of time, in that in that that quarterly return, uh, the number of uh, gallons you or the number of miles you ran divided by the number of gallons that you bought, and that's your fuel mileage. So if it's six point five, then they're going to say, okay, you drove two hundred miles in Ohio divided by six point five, and that's your uh, that's your tax for that for that state for that period of time for that quarter. Yeah. Now let me let me before we answer that next question, let me address Landstar people. Okay, well, I came to Landstar. We've got a. If you want to talk about high fuel mileage, we've got a, comp, a question coming about that. Well, I'm just going to talk about reporting, okay? Okay. It, it When I first came to Landstar, I found out that you didn't automatically get things, you know. Um, the IFTA report is not sent to you automatically. You have to ask for it. Right. Okay? And and they just recently started emailing them. I used to they would mail them every month. But if you're at Landstar and you're not getting your IFTA report, you can request that. And as a matter of fact, I just got mine, you know, and it will give you, of course, we have nine trucks, but it will give you exactly what your IFTA fuel mileage is for that particular month, which is, again, just, now, again, understand that's not accurate for you because it doesn't take into account your inventory. It has no idea what's in your tanks right now. So, but it's pretty close. Okay. And, uh, but it will, you'll see that it will change every, with Landstar, it does every month because they, they report it every month, you know, to you, um, uh, but if if you're at Landstar and you're not seeing your IFTA report, you can call Fuel and Mileage and ask for it, and they'll put you on a list to get it. Now, why that has to be asked for, I can't answer that. Probably because 9,999 of the BCOs here probably don't care and don't even understand what, what we're talking about right now. Right. But if you want to get on top of this, again, knowledge is power, okay? And and that avail- that's available to you. All you got to do is ask for it. And I would recommend that you do that, so... Sure, I get a phone call Monday morning from Fuel Mileage going, what the hell are you doing to all these people? <laughs> uh, Brian, how does the fueling station know which IFTA account to credit to collect the tax to? Do they use the DOTMC? Not really. I mean, you're you're everybody is pouring all this money into IFTA, and then the 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 returns are done, you know, and and when the returns are done, you know, there's there's money credited kind of in your name because you can say, well, I I paid this much in based on where I bought it and when I bought it and all that, and then the, when the return is done, uh, but it's not really that uh, yeah, it, specific. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, Brian, you know, for the longest time I thought that, you know, um, money I paid into the government, there was a box there had my name on it, and I could go and look at it anytime. Hey, money you put in the tank, look at your bank. Money you save in your bank. You go down there, they don't. It's not in the box with your name on it. You know, it's in this big fund, <laughs> and everybody's got their hand in it. Now, they keep track of how much of it is yours, but you can't go in there and just look at it. Same thing here. It's just, it's accounting. It's an accounting system. It's not necessarily in your name until the return is filed. And then what you're doing is you're proving that you made their deposits because you've got the fuel purchase tickets, okay? So you've got these purchases that are recorded, and then you've got the miles driven. And it's kind of an honor system, but you can get audited, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, um, again, one of the benefits of going to Landstar is I've never heard of an audit at Landstar and fuel tax. So, but I guess if you're on, under your own authority, you could you could, you could could have to stand for audit, you know, make sure that this is not being abused. But it, it's just, it's an accounting system. Um, Wow, <laughs> this all ass backwards, brother. You You're not one. the only one, okay? If, if, listen, if you want to have the best fight you ever had, go into a truck stop at the liar's counter and and tell what I just told you and get ready, because about twenty of them good old boys are going to take your ass out and teach you that this you not you have no idea what you're talking about, son. Okay? Yeah. So this is fun. You know, I just I love to get into conversation just to get the shit started. Okay? Because everybody's getting ah. Oh, but here's the thing, and any time I get in the car, the one thing I've learned about the truck business, okay, is that everybody knows everything, but nobody knows how, 
Okay? Right. And if you want to prove it, just go this. Listen to what they say and look at them and just go, why? And then just shut up and listen. Okay? Because mm-hmm. they can't, t- all they'll either do is repeat what they've been told, but they will not be able to tell you why. Same way of going into a tire shop and asking them why they can't put 140 pounds of pressure in your, in your uh, single, super single. Why? Right. Listen to that one sometime. Now, so this is the one we yes. get to. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is a good point the, right here. <laughs> the fuel mileage at 9.5, and if you yes. see that, they drop yes. the MPG down to where you yes. get more tax. That yes. is true. I can't, listen, I, I love Landstar. I can't defend everything they do, and I sure as hell can't defend this. They do it because they want to discourage people from cheating the system. All right? And here's how you could cheat the system. You could fuel up and not use your fuel card. Okay, and that's going to show you an artificially high, and they and they thinking you're going to do that, and so this is the punitive part of that. All right, but let's be honest with you: how many BCOs of fuel stop? If you, at, how many BCOs at Lancaster are getting nine and a half fuel, miles per gallon? Probably Very a handful. Few. Probably a handful. Yeah. But you're right; this, that is true. And the ones that I know of, that I know a guy at Landstar for the past I don't know ten years, years yeah, ten years, years is in excess of ten miles per gallon. You should see what he has to do at the end of every month to keep that. He has to take all the fuel out of his truck and put it in his in his diesel pickup. He's got big big tanks at home. He dumps it into because he he if he doesn't he's going and and the punitive part of this is they dump you down to four miles per gallon. Okay, they don't dump you down to nine or eight point nine. They dump you from nine and a half down to four. Okay, and I can't listen. I can't. I don't defend it. I think it's bullshit. But it's not my decision. They didn't ask me to do it. But, again, if you're not at 9.5 miles per gallon, which, you know, again, there's not very many people that are that are hitting that. But if you do, um, he probably wouldn't mind me telling his name. His name is Steve Cron, K-R-O-N. You can look him up. He's on all the Facebook groups. But he, he can tell you how to um, avoid that if you're in that category. And, yeah. by, and God bless you if you are, by the way. Yeah. Proud of you. So – uh, Justin, so yeah, the ELD compute. So when I started here in 2014, they had just required that all new BCOs install a Qualcomm. Uh, ELD mandates weren't in yet, but they were coming and they knew it. So beginning in like January of 2014, everybody had to get an ELD. Well, I, I had been a lease driver and I'd been a company driver. I'd never had to, you know, I can remember like years ago back in the good old days. I'd be running down the road with somebody, and we'd be talking, and they'd be, you know, jabbing on the radio, and they'd say, oh, wait, got to wipe my mileage down, you know, and then we'd be crossing the state line. I had no idea what they were doing. Well, I found out. So at that time, the people that were not on an ELD had to fill out a mileage report. Fuel and mileage report. Yeah. Fuel and mileage report. So you had to, uh, you know, you had to write down your mileage at every border. Hell, you you had had to write down every road you were on. Every, every day, every yeah. day. When, when, listen, my first trip, even when you come to Landstar and you get on an ELD, it used to take 30 days for that to happen. Yep. And for the first 30 days, you had to do this fuel and mileage report every day. You had to list every road that you drove on and how many miles you drove on. It's complete utter bullshit. And and now though that you can be on ELD instantly, you know. It doesn't matter, but but yeah. we you know we always were on ELDs at Landstar. But it took 30 days to get that activated, and for the 30 days you had to keep this fuel and mileage report. So, so yeah, but yes, your ELD will do it because it knows uh, the road you're on. I mean, it, it's tracking you, and it knows exactly how many miles you've driven in this state. Also, like the GPSs, like the the Ray McNallys and the Garmins, will do this. Will do it as well. Yeah. Um, so well, they, um, when I first started, you know, I called them and and they said uh, they said, well, it's four dollars a month, and I'm like. Yeah. You bet your sweet ass I'm going to pay a dollar a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to have I'm to not, do this. I'm not doing yeah. this anymore. You yeah. know, now, yeah. it's funny that we had a we had a truck that we now know it was a ground issue, but my my odometers and, and my gauges kept going crazy. And the way I found it was I was doing stupid mileage reports, and I'm driving all the way up 81 in Virginia, which is 323 miles. And so, you know, I had broke my mileages down that day, and I'm doing the report, and it showed like 247 miles. And I'm like, crap, I have, I've wrote, because I just knew how many miles it was, and I'm like, well, that's not right. And I'm trying to figure out, well, turns out, with this ground issue, my odometer would stop counting. 
and that's that's how we figured out. And my fuel mileage was horrible, you know, because right, I right. was driving a bunch of miles that the damn odometer wasn't tracking, and we were trying to figure why is my fuel mileage so bad? My mileage reports are off, and and um, you know, and it it took you know driving that truck backwards into a piece of concrete at fifty miles an hour, and we found the problem. <laughs> we found the ground problem. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, it it uh, it, it will. The, that's how Landstar gets your um, get your your mileage per state. Look at your um, get get an IFTA report from Landstar, and it'll break it down. You'll see every state, um, you know, that you've driven in exactly how many miles, and of course, all your fuel purchases are there, so they know exactly which person. It's all broken down. It's very interesting. Okay, and uh, and then you'll. Now, if you're at Landstar, you're 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 once every month you're getting this reconciliation. Either you get a refund or a charge for your your fuel mileage, your IFTA report from the year, from the from the month before. So this is just a, a breakdown or, or an accounting of that number that they're taking out of your settlement or giving you back. Either one. Uh, if you're not at Landstar, then obviously you're probably doing your own. I'm not sure if you're leased to a carrier what they'll do. Um, you know, mine when I was at ATS. They did it. Court, of course, they never said a word about it. Like mm-hmm. never, we mm-hmm. never talked about it. We you know we just we had an escrow account that we put so much money into every month, and then once a quarter they would do the IFTA report, and you either got a credit or, right, you know, or they took money out, and nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever was like, well, this is what this is for. You know, shut up, slave, and do what you're told. Right. Um, now let me say. Is, now let me say this, because. Yeah, there's a few of you out there that may be working for a carrier that pays IFTA. Oh yeah, it's a good one. And if you if you are, let me understand. Let me make you understand what that means, okay? And it does it does change the way you're going to buy. Well, it doesn't. It, 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 you still should know how to do this, but it won't affect you really that much. If you if the if you never ever get charged back for an IFTA under under depositing in other words you underpaid your ifta by buying in low tax states and you drove in high tax states and you're not responsible for that and that's what they mean when they say they're paying your ifta then it really doesn't matter you you should buy the what we call the marquee price the price that's on that red and green flashing sign as you're driving by that's the marquee price okay if if the IFTA doesn't affect you because it's never ever taken out of your your uh, settlement, and you're never credited back by the way for what you did right, it really doesn't affect you because it's not going to cost you money one way or another. Now, if you're buying your own fuel, if you're leasing the carrier and you're still paying your own fuel price, I still maintain that you should do this because it's again it's making you misconstrue the cost of your fuel. But the benefit is you're not having to worry about underpaying. And that's what they mean when they say they're paying your IFTA. There's there's not any other way they can, okay? Right. Otherwise you'd be getting a check all the time. And you and believe me, you're not. So Right. Um so don't 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 get confused by that. But this won't really it won't affect you because you're never gonna have to pay the underpayment. But you're also not gonna get credit for the overpayment. And again, it's liable to cost you. Now, if you're a company driver, who it doesn't matter. If you're a company driver, it doesn't matter anyway. But if you ever want to be an owner operator, you need to learn how to do this. Otherwise, you'll be coming here doing the as stuff. As we've discovered, if you're a company driver, they won't even teach you how to read a map. There you uh, go. Exactly. I can't believe they teach is, this. So this is this strategy. This is one of the things that applies whether you're leased to a carrier or an owner or uh, independent. That yeah. this fuel buying strategy applies to everybody 100% of the time. Uh, it doesn't make, you know, it doesn't matter if you're leased to Landstar if you've got your own numbers. This this strategy uh, will lower to your you. fuel cost. And yeah. and again, remember, there's very few things you can that that word always or never, those are really too hard. They're two words to use and and, and feel really good about what you said. But here's one you don't have to worry about. Never, never, ever Consider the 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 the, the IFTA tax when determining where to buy fuel. You'll always be safe with that one. Okay. Yep. You never had to worry about eating those words. Okay. Because it never ever ever should enter into that computation. Buy fuel for the price of the fuel. Don't worry about the IFTA tax. Take care of itself. If you worry about IFTA tax, work on your fuel mileage, and that'll you'll, you, that'll help you there as well. Yeah. Along with lots of other profit 
generating things because you're going to spend less for fuel, period. Okay? And um, we, we really need to have that. That And I'm sure we've, we've done it way back when, but we probably need to do that again. And uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about how to improve fuel mileage as well. So, Yeah. Uh, well, I think we have pretty much covered it. Um, so let me get my, so head to the website. Uh, we are still looking for drivers. We've got, uh, we've got some trucks available. We got more trucks coming. We are looking forward to 2021. Uh, you can go there and click on drive for us, fill out the form, our email addresses. Mine is Chris at blueribbonlogistics.com. And he is Larry at blueribbonlogistics.com. Just give us an email. And uh, I think we've covered it all. Um, I think we pretty much got it wrapped up. We've answered all the questions. And well, I think we can do any more save, damage. Save your fuel money. Quit giving it to these fuel stops. You know, put it. And by the way, when you save it, actually save it. Don't go spend it on hot dogs. Put it in, put it in your savings account and save it, you know. Do yourself a favor. Get started now. Hardest part about getting started is getting started. Take the first step. Put the first fifty dollars in a in an in a investment, and start having fun with watching that thing grow instead of giving it to the fuel stops. Because if you're not doing this, you're spending five thousand dollars a year that you don't have to spend at least at least. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not really very good on fuel mileage, you're spending a lot more than that. But uh, take this money that we're saving you and save it. Okay. Be a saver. There's only two or people send in the it world. To us. There you go. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. But you're either a borrower or a lender in this world. You're one or the other. Okay. And I'm telling you to become a lender. Quit being a borrower. It's a whole lot better. You'll like it. You sleep a lot better at night too, by the way. So. Yeah. All right. That's it for now, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, everybody.